0: Hey guys, on today's episode, we are going to take a look at Activision's most recent quarter, quarter one of 2019. For those that don't know, Activision's ticker is ATVI, and they are a video game company. So let's get started with today's episode. So just like always, this is gonna be a two-part episode. On today, we are gonna take a look at all the information I picked up from their 10Q report, from their earnings report, and from their earnings transcript. So I took the liberty of reading all this information for you guys already, and I just wanna show the most important points that I grabbed from here. So hopefully you guys don't have to take the time to do this. So like I mentioned, All right guys, just a quick snapshot of Activision's most recent charts. We can see the stock price right now is sitting in the mid 45s. We've seen that stock price in in late 2016, early 2017, and now right now in 2019. So let's take a look at what this company has to offer. So the first quarter results of 2019, some of this information I also picked up, like I mentioned from their slideshows, which were their earnings report. So here we've mentioned better than expected quarter one results. Quarter one revenue was 1.8 billion versus guidance of 1.7 billion. Earnings per share was 58 cents per share versus guidance of 0.39 um, cents per share. So that's that's definitely um, good numbers there. They did have a better results than they anticipated. They are maintaining their full year guidance, which we'll talk about later on. These are just some key highlights. They are expecting revenue to be 6.0 billion for the year. And they expect earnings per share to be $1.18. So then we'll take a look at, remember, we take a look at, at, at numbers tomorrow in tomorrow's episode where we take a look at how these numbers track with previous numbers and to see if there's an uptrend or downtrend going on with this stock. Um, some key highlights, like they mentioned, outperform their first quarter outlook, which reflects strong operational dif- discipline. They did make progress against the plan they outlined in February's earnings call to reinforce the foundation for future growth. So we are gonna talk about this this plan that they outlined in February earnings call, which was quarter four of 2018. And we're just gonna mention what they're doing and how this is gonna help increase the business. I do like like the plan, and I can't wait to share it with you guys. The last final key highlight point that they mentioned is that there is strong momentum in eSports. They sold the first five franchises for the professional call of duty league to owners who recognize the scale of the opportunity from their partnerships with them on the overwatch league so this is pretty good i do think esports is going to make a big impact we already see colleges having scholarships for them we see big tournaments we see big tv shows tournaments going on on espn on twitch on all these platforms so esports is definitely the future right now, as we can see from now, right? And they are making their point in here, they are selling franchises of Call of Duty, and they have already had a huge franchise sold for Overwatch League. So here is their new plan that they talked about in February 2019. As outlined last quarter, they are increasing focus and investment on the biggest franchises in order to better execute and unlock their great potential. So this is great, in my opinion, a business should always, should not, a business should not really, in my opinion, right? This is so my opinion, but a business should not focus on strengthening their weaknesses. They should be strengthening their strongest aspect because this is where they're delivering the most and this is where they can produce even better results. So they are increasing their investments on their biggest franchises. And they're doing this by increasing the headcount on Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Warcraft, Hearthstone, Overwatch, and Diablo by 20% this year, again, to accelerate that delivery of content in their pipeline and give community more opportunities to engage. So that's one of their biggest thing of their plan. They do have other aspects, but this is the most important in my in my opinion, right? They, they need to strengthen on what they're strong at. They're meaningfully increasing the number of developers working on mobile initiatives as well. And we're gonna see mobile initiatives definitely have a huge portion of play. We're going to see how much revenue this company makes on mobile alone. So this is some of their future upcoming work. They are doing World of Classic, which is, they're just real. This is amazing, right? They're releasing a game how it came out 15 years ago. So this is pretty much just a nice nostalgic players that come back, for example me, I played this game when it first started and I wouldn't mind resubscribing just to play it back how it was, even though it was the same game. They do have large content update on World of Warcraft as well, called The Rise of Ashera, which is already on test servers. They are releasing again another rebuild of Warcraft 3, which was a game that came out in the early 2000s, like 2001, and they're making it obviously a high definition for PC experience. They're definitely, again, it's a remake of a game. So they are, even though it is a remake, there are people that are going to want to rebuy this. And they are going to collect new customers as well. Also, in quarter one, they announced Call of Duty Mobile will be coming to regions including North America, South America, and Europe. For those that haven't seen, gaming games on mobile have become a huge success. We can see huge games coming out for mobile that are doing really good like Pokemon Go, uh, so on candy crush and they are strengthening their development here so here i've, I've they broken down the segment results of revenue and here we can see activision makes up 317 of the million and activision is broken down the call of duty mainly in call of duty and also there's this new game that just they just launched this this quarter which was Sekiro shadow die shadow die twice segment revenues increased two percent year over year and it was definitely due to that huge success of a launch post Sekiro, um the game Sekiro. next we go to blizzard blizzard provides 344 million of total revenues a bit above um activision but just one thing i forgot to mention activision just sold i think quarter four or quarter three they sold they sold their rights to um Destiny, so Destiny used to be a mixture of Activision and Bungie. Activision ended up selling it off all to Bungie So they're no longer collecting that revenue. So segment revenues are in line for Blizzard with expectations Next we have King which is their main game is Candy Crush and you can see Candy Crush King alone makes up almost makes up almost half of total revenue makes up 529 Million and it also has the highest operating margin, has thirty four percent operating margin. While Blizzard has sixteen and Candy and Activision has twenty three. We can see King had Candy Crush franchise net bookings grew year to year with the advertising business more than doubling over the same period and segment revenue is roughly flat year to year, which we'll take a look in a bit. So this is, again, this is information that they provided in their 10Q report. And if you don't read their 10Q report, you won't really understand how this is broken down. Here they just give you the high points and just uh, they sugarcoat everything. But here we can see segment net revenues for Activision. Activision's net revenues for quarter one were roughly equal to same time last year. And this is mainly reflecting due to the huge success of Securo's Shadow Die Twice which was released in March 2019. At the same time, 2018, there were no games really comparable to this game that released. That was released during that time. So that's the only reason we have comparable sales. Compare, um, we have almost roughly same to same net revenue. So if we didn't have this game, Sekiro come out, even though there wasn't no new game released in 2018, sales would have been lower. So that's something good to mention, right? The only reason, they are the same. It's because a new game was announced this quarter and there was no new game last quarter. Lower revenues for Call of Duty Black Ops. And again, this is because Black Ops 4 was released in October, 2018, which the last Call of Duty was released in November 2017, right? So it was released in November, 2017. People had one last month to buy the game. So around this time of this quarter, more people would still be buying the game because less people had less, fun, um, less time to buy the game. So that makes sense. But then here they mentioned that they do have lower revenues for Call of Duty franchise catalog titles. So they are dropping sales on Call of Duty as a whole. Next, we'll talk about Blizzard. So Blizzard has a decrease in net revenues for quarter one as compared to same time last year. And it was primarily due to same time last year, there was the release of the new expansion for World of Warcraft. But they also have lower revenues for Overwatch primarily driven by lower in-game purchases and lower revenue for Hearthstone. So we can see we can see right now that game, the, their main games are kind of dropping in general overall revenue. So they're trying to we might start to see these low revenues continue to decrease over time as these games become become older and older. King's net revenue though was roughly equal to the same time last year, so King's Candy Crush is definitely killing it. Where Activision and Blizzard are definitely on the down slope if they don't start releasing new content. Alright guys, so now we're going to revenue by region. Revenue by region, I just want to show you guys how the regions are broken down. I'm not going to take a look at past data to compare numbers. And the main reason is all the segment revenues are broken down here. Um, the main drops of each segment is, is here, and I don't want to, there's nothing new to announce. There's no other reasons why there were a drop in America, or a drop in Asia Pacific, or a drop in Europe, like Middle East, and Africa. So again, this is just, we're just going to look at roughly how, how diverse the company is. So in Americas, you can see, they make up $670 billion of revenue europe middle east and africa are not far behind at 414 and the asia pacific again is not that small sitting at 100 um, 174 billion so definitely by by landscape by land region this is definitely broken down pretty even in my opinion and i like to see that it's pretty diverse or that uh, this company is not strongly surviving on americas it's surviving on the uh, on other on other portions next we have revenue by platform and here is i'm just taking a look at the bottom here we can see consoles make up 279 million dollars worth of revenue pc makes up 345 pc is not that far behind mobile make up a huge portion at 521 and we can see we'll see in a bit that's we can see here that's mainly candy crush making um candy crush makes up 496 out of that 521 for mobile but we can see that mobile is definitely a huge portion of sales and it's where a lot of people are playing games so i'm I'm definitely happy happy that because this is a company that has money and that they're investing money to increase their mobile platform which we can see is their strongest platform of all next we'll take a look at audience reach so we have what they call mau so this is monthly active user range so Activision has 41 million, Blizzard has 322 million, I mean, 32 million, and King Crush has 272 million. It has over 75% of the total monthly active users for this company. So, King's quarter over quarter compared to last year's monthly active users have increased um, for a second quarter in a row. That's pretty good. And year to year has also increased. Candy Crush Friend Saga continues to attract both former and new players to the franchise. Like I mentioned, Call of Duty Mobile is coming to the regions, North America, South America, and Europe, arriving later this year. And like I mentioned, Sekiro: Shadow Die Twice launched in March to 90-plus metric scores. So it definitely was a good game to receive a 90-plus score. And the game sold to more than two million copies worldwide in the first 10 days. Pretty impressive numbers for a game. I honestly have not looked, I'm, I'm sort of a gamer and I haven't really heard of it. I definitely want to take a look at if it did that well. So again, here they mentioned, this is a slides provided from their slideshow. But if we take a look at their quarter, at their 10Q report, we get to see a different side of the story. So here we can see Activision quarter by quarter compared to, compared to, to December 2018 has dropped, compared to September has dropped, compared to even June can see it is the lowest in the past year Blizzard again it is the lowest in the past since every quarter since the past four quarters and we can see the only one that's really increasing compared to the previous two quarters have been king but it still was higher at the same time last year So average so monthly average active users decreased by 200 by 29 million or 8% for the three months of 2019 compared to the three months of the same time last year. Decreased across King's various franchise primarily from less engaged users leaving the network, and it was partially offset by an increase in monthly active users for the Candy Crush franchise. Lower average monthly active users for Activision is primarily due to lower average on Call of Duty franchise and the absence of Destiny's monthly active users in their operating metrics. So, like I mentioned, remember, uh, Destiny is no longer part of Activision. So, if that makes sense in my opinion, so that's pretty good for Activision that they have these high numbers. I wish I could have seen how much Destiny made up of it, but to be for Activision, it's not drop by that much after such a huge game left left their margins. Then that that's good to know. Lower average for Blizzard was primarily due to Lower average on Hearthstone and Overwatch. So I mentioned, right, less people are playing Hearthstone and Overwatch at the moment. And we can see here. Does not seem like World of Warcraft has had a huge hit, though. All right, guys. Now let's take a look at some long-term debt. They have debt due in 2021, 2022, 2026, and then 2027 and 2047. So we can see they have nothing coming up for 2019, the remaining nine months. They have nothing for two thousand so they definitely have time to pay off this 2021 tag and 2022 which are their most recent and then after 2023 shareholder returns just they did have a dividend of 37 cents per share payable on may 9 2019 this passed already and they have a two-year 1.5 billion stock repurchase started on february 14 2019 and i did mention show i did read on their 10q report that no shares have currently been purchased all right guys so this is the final slide we're just going to take a look at the financial outlook of May, of uh, as of may for quarter two of 2019 so we're going to take a look at this and like i mentioned tomorrow we are going to look at the numbers to see how the numbers relate with this outlook and previous previous quarters so they do expect revenue for quarter two to be about 1.35 1.3 billion dollars in revenue operating margin about 16 percent and earnings per share about 0.21 cents for 2019 like we mentioned they mentioned about six billion dollars in revenue 20 percent operating margin and about one dollar and 18 cents earnings per share yeah it for today's yeah, episode for guys i hope you guys learned a lot make sure to subscribe make sure to like and make sure to post a comment on what company want me to take a look max or something you learned about this episode take care guys and have a good night